Welcome back to Power Work Crit, everybody. My name is Corn, and I shall be your dungeon master today. With me are four honorable players. They are Kayla, and I'm playing Irithel Boreal. I'm Andrew, and I'm playing Gabriella Glimmerglamour. I'm Ashlyn, and I'm playing Isidore Welkenmov. And I'm David, and I'm playing Mickey Shursafe. So last time, you met Gabriella's grandmama. What a lady. Yeah, she was interesting. She's great. <laughs> we also learned about Everdark grandmas, which are very different. You also met a friend of Gabriella's who gave you a little bit more information about the creature that you are going to be hunting, and you're currently on your way to hunt. Yeah, fun times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was Daniel, and she is a sprite. She's in the guard there, on the border patrol, if you, you might say. We also got magical items. <laughs> so last where we left off, you guys were marching your way towards the poison pond, which is south of you, about three hours away. It's actually not that far, it's just it's very difficult terrain to get there. Lots of underbrush, I expect. Lots of underbrush. There really is no path that's ever been clear to it. Very rocky. It's starting to go up the mountain a little bit more. It's real rough terrain. What are you doing on your way there? How are you preparing? Stretching my poor leg for the three-hour journey that's ahead of it. Do we need to take breaks for you to recover your leg at all or anything? Out of curiosity. Occasionally, I'm going to need a break so I can stretch it out and make sure it's doing okay. Five-minute water break. Exactly. I think Gabriella is excited to be back in her, in her old stomping grounds and like, oh, look at that tree. And that that's where I climbed up and uh, there there was a three-colored squirrel and that's where we threw rocks at that giant spider and it just kind of goes off and on and you know, various sundry things. So you actually grew up in this area? I thought that grandma was more of a honorary title. No, no, she's actually my grandma. She's my mother's mother. My parents are back in Vasilisa. They're in the shearing business there. They handle all those things. And my mom runs an inn as well. I left with my uncle William on his travels as a trader. He was the one who originally had the Siren's Wake. And he got the Siren's Wake from his mother, my grandmother as well. And I spent a lot of time up here and on the river. And that was probably when I was about like 10 to about 18. Okay. She saw a lot of potential in me, and I didn't necessarily fit in with the uh, the strictness of Vasilisa. Uh, everything's very orderly there. I don't know how much you've seen them. Everything's very grid-like there in their streets, and they like everything neat, and just so. And I kind of fell outside of that. You like a little chaos? Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Change my outfit. <laughs> Izzy understands. And I really enjoy being out and about, and I learned a lot of things from my grandmother and here among the Court of Leaves. Uh, there's a, a conservatory out there where I learned some of my performing arts. I used to perform with them, but have since left to take up the merchandising business. Nod at Izzy. Yes, great profit can come from merchanting. You know, I'm a merchant myself. Mickey adds in just because. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really begs the question to be asked of what exactly Mickey merchandises. But I mean, I'm also a little concerned about to find out and ask the question. <laughs> what does Mickey merchandise? Probably seeing that, like, scrutinizing look from Aerithel. It's like, oh, well, he's a uh, merchant of death. Something along those lines. I mean, that's reasonable. Mostly, I'm an entrepreneur. I create business opportunities. For yourself. Who else would you create business opportunities for? That is kind of the definition of an entrepreneur, business opportunities for yourself. It's very profitable. I can't argue with this. 
Actually, I have no idea how successful Mickey is. I just know everyone knows him and he's annoying. I, mean, <laughs> so I really don't know how successful you are. Don't most entrepreneurs usually offer a product or service that others want? That's the goal. That is the goal. <laughs> so he hasn't met his goal yet. Got no. it. I like to think that I have carved out my niche. Yeah. You're punny. Anyways, this thing that we're fighting at the poison pond. Hopefully we don't have to fight too much. We just take care of it in one fell blow. I'm sure Mickey will be able to do that very well. Uh-huh. I mean, we don't know what it is yet. Most of the things that I stab with knives are small and helpless. So I guess we just need to figure out how to make it small and helpless. Yeah, that sounds doable. <laughs> I was going to suggest we try poisoning it, but it lives in a poison pond. Maybe we just had to find the right poison. That could take much longer than we had. Do you have any poison on you? Who doesn't? We're just not going to answer that. Kind of pat my pockets. Uh, not right now. I can say that I'm never in stock. Oh, ye of little imagination. Different imagination. Oh. Especially you, Izzy. You ought to have at least a few poisons. I'm ashamed that you haven't thought of some yet. I'm not going to rise to that, Barb. We're also going to try and find your grandmother's friend who lives at the poison pond. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen her, and honestly, my memory's a bit fuzzy about her. Um, but her name is Spira. I imagine that we will ask around. There may not be very many people to ask around out there. I was about to say, how many people live near the poison pond? Mm. No one. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Well, there goes that one. <laughs> poison. <laughs> Grandmother Grey Willow probably told us approximately where around the pond we need to look for her because she was very concerned that she wasn't picking up. Yeah, she did mention that she lived on the south side. South side, okay. That's easy enough. So while we're chatting, Izzy's also going to be looking for any clues that this creature has made any trails or left any marks of its passing through this area. Hmm. Go ahead and make a survival check for me, please. Ten. Uh, the area is extremely rocky. You do see a lot of like broken trees, and broken stumps, and cracked rocks and moved bushes could also have been from like a bear or mountain lion. It does look like there's been some passage here, but there's really no way to tell if it's what kind of creature it was. Okay. And this is like a densely wooded area? Yes. Okay. And as you guys are continuing, it's getting a little bit chillier. Mmm. A lot less sunlight coming through. Yeah, the trees are getting a little bit denser. It's getting a little bit chillier. It's still kind of the beginnings of spring, so there's still snow on the mountains, and you see a little snow patch here and there. So I'm going to be more on my guard and trying to keep a watch out for anything that may be hiding in the bushes and could attack us. Okay. I mean, I don't have the alert feet, so if anything surprises me, I'll may or may not be caught unawares. <laughs> Irithel would also like to be looking because I do have the alert feet. And so I would like to be very alert, very cognizant of my surroundings, being attacked and kidnapped. Once Irithel is it's still very, very recent. So yeah, no, even though we're out in the middle of the forest. No, especially since we're out in the middle of the forest, Irithel likes caves. We're scrutinizing everything. <laughs> As you guys continue for the next couple hours, Gabriella, you know that you're getting closer to the pond. And what's going to happen is that the train's going to go up quite a bit. Maybe five minutes you're going to have to do some actual like climbing up the side of a mountain-ish. It's doable. 
Irithel may have some trouble, but if you guys have a rope, it's easily done. Oh, joy. And then there's going to be a plateau where the pond itself is going to be, which is also densely populated with trees. So what you're going to see is just this kind of cliffside and then this dense area of trees. And then suddenly after about 30 feet or so, it's just deadness all around this area. So that's what you know you're coming up across. So it, it's going to get a bit rough as we go along here. Some rocky areas. Oh, what I might be able to do for you, Irithel, as maybe a bit more difficult, is I can leap up some of these rocks and carry a rope with me. That might be able to help guide you along. Irithel's pride says, no, 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 I'm sure I can handle it. And then, you know, we'll see how far she gets without the rope before she finally accedes to using it. Well, I've got it. So as a a fawn, I have my mirthful leaps that I can, you know, hop higher. Oh, that's true. Are fawns like goats where they can go up like 92 degree angles? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Wow. Or at least the the mountain goat variety. Anyways. Yeah, that's true. So a little bit about the poison pond. Gabriella, you know that the poison pond is a grotesque shade of green. It's like algae and gross. You know that the water does not come down from the top of the mountain. Think like Yellowstone where the geysers fill up and then they kind of drain and then they fill up again. Mm. And it has this period cycle of about every 5, 10, 15 years, it'll swell up so it gets really, really big. And then all of a sudden overnight it drains and it kind of looks like the area is breathing, but it's just one of those weird pond geyser things. It's never erupted. It just kind of grows and shrinks. I imagine the smell is probably very similar to like how Yellowstone is that have kind of that sulfury or acidic yeah. kind of smell. Mm-hmm. Teenagers are not going to go hang around this place to get away from parents. Like this is just you go here because you have to pass by it. You don't go here because you want to. Are all of the trees bleached and white just like Yellowstone? So the trees up for about 120 feet from the pond are just like they're just gone mm-hmm. and rotted. And Okay yeah that's one of the things I've been to Yellowstone and seriously they are bone white trees. There's no leaves on them. That's crazy. They look dead. They look like skeletons and it's so creepy looking in some areas. It's because they're petrified. They absorb so many minerals into them. They are no longer trees. They turn into into rock, essentially, or rock tree or whatever. Basically that, but these trees have a very green... That, that's a color. <laughs> green. I found a picture. Pea green. Yeah, sure. Gr- pea yellow ew. green. Mustard green. Okay, if your pea is green, you should go get that. <laughs> pea green, not green pea. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, gross. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to this. Gabriella. Yes. Please make a survival check with advantage since you're leading the group. This is historical advantage, I assume. Well, I am trained in survival just a little bit. And it doesn't hurt when you have a natural 20 in there as well for a total of 22. Nice. So yeah, you know this area like the back of your hand. You know exactly where to step, where not to step. Climbed up and down this hill all the time. Oh yeah. Not necessarily around the pond itself, but you know, it's it's good climbing hill. Everybody at the Court of Leaves and in this area has been to the Poison Pond one because they're like, I'm going to go. And then they're like, nope, I'm done. (laughs) So everyone's been here, but nobody stays. Except apparently Spira. As you get to this cliffside that you know you're going to have to climb up, you notice that there's a series of small caves, and you notice in a couple of the caves nearest to the pond, bodies of animals that have just been mutilated. 
So you see a deer over here, you see a mountain lion over here, you see a bear over there, a smattering of chipmunks. Hmm. Well, not too many creatures who live around the pond here. Could I make a history check to remember if that's Spira's cave or if, if this is a normal thing around here? Are we south of the pond yet? You are north of the pond. You're heading south. You're north of it. Oh, so we're on the north side of the pond. She's on the south side. Okay, never mind. The answer is, this is not Spira's area. And you don't need, with that survival check. And this also is not normal. Like, just seeing the carnage just lying around. Animals tend to clean up after themselves. At some point, this is just... Trail of stuff. Trail of carnage. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to walk up to one of the corpses when I get there. I would like to investigate it. This is not a medicine check. Mickey doesn't really care much for medicine. This is a should it have been eaten check. And why wasn't it eaten? Because, gosh, there's a whole lot of dead animals around here. And if you're a normal creature that, you know, kills animals, you eat them. And are, are they, like, mangled, bloody in some fashion? Not just, like, keeled over because they drank poison? Correct. One of them has a giant, kind of like a shark bite just out of its torso. Sure. Would people here know about sharks not having seen <laughs> the ocean or the sea? <laughs> Nope. (laughs) Freshwater shark bite? (laughs) Evil sprite. You get all kinds of things in the lake sometimes. Land sharks? Alligator bite? I'll let you do survival or investigation, whichever you decide to use. Depends on what you're leaning on, I guess. So, given that Mickey's investigation is apparently higher than his survival, that gives me an unnatural 20. Okay, with a 20... The sections that are missing, this is definitely not a bear bite. Mouths that open and shut like an alligator or like a human or like pretty much any animal, this is not it. It looks like teeth in a circular fashion. Like a worm. Yeah, like a worm. Worms for animals. Just stuck its mouth in there and just ripped some stuff out of this thing. And as you're investigating this, you notice about 10, 15 feet away in the bush, you see a hand. A humanoid hand? A humanoid hand. I look at the hand. The hand is attached to an arm. Mm. I am suddenly cautious lest we be ambushed by bandits. That's all you see. A hand and an arm. I sniff. I'm trying to smell not dead people. Okay. So a situational sniff. I mean, you know, sense of smell. I have a sister who could tell whether her roommate was awake or asleep by mm. the smell. Very impressive. Oh, I thought you were talking about Mickey for a second. Mickey also has a sister who can do that, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But that's less unusual for Mickey, given that his his sense of smell. (laughs) Okay, roll. (laughs) That's cocked. I'll roll again. All right, that's a 17. With a 17, you don't smell any humanoids nearby besides your companions. You smell a lot of rotting flesh. I don't smell any alive humanoids. Besides your companions, no. Do I smell dead humanoids? Yes. Okay, just checking. And a lot of other dead animals. Mickey does a stage whisper. I think somebody died over here. Looking at the corpses of the animals. Yeah, I think you're probably right. <laughs> I point to one the hand. Oh. Oh, I, a person. Okay. That's a whole other kettle of fish. Going to come over and walk and look up at the at, at the person in the bushes. Yeah, uh, it's not a person. It's just a hand and an arm. Oh, oh. okay. Oh, they Jurassic Parked us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything notable about this hand? You notice that there is a wristband Mm. around, it's a leather wristband around the wrist. You notice that there is a tattoo of a crescent moon on the shoulder, and there is a ring on the finger. Anybody or anything I recognize? Mm, I would say just roll a straight 
intelligence check. Sure. Well. Yeah, that's fine. It, it could be investigation. It could be history if this is something he Go might know about. Go ahead and do a about. history check. It could be investigation. It's from a region. She. Remembering. She. Yeah. Go ahead and do an investigation check. Sure. Total of 17. So here's the thing. You recognize the tattoo. It's a very similar tattoo to what your tattoo with your grandma mm-hmm. looks like with the pact. This definitely looks like one of those pact tattoos. However... Clearly, the pact was not fulfilled because it's still on the arm. So it's definitely somebody who has made a pact with some sort of fey person. Do they fail their pact and have to dealt with the dismemberment clause? Yes, that's exactly <laughs> oh, what happened. No. Oh, no. Death, dismemberment, the huge. The crescent moon, you have seen this pact symbol before because every patron generally has their own separate kind of symbol that they use. But... You've seen it around before, but you're not entirely sure who it belongs to. Okay. It is somebody, it's definitely somebody from the Court of Leaves, though. You do know that. Mm. And uh, I'm going to walk up to it and pull the ring off, because that would be an identifying thing that I could be able to hand to somebody besides just the arm. Because, like, I could carry that, but that gets a bit messy. Right. The ring itself, with a cursory inspection, it looks like it's a platinum ring, and it has a like a moonstone on top of it. So it could have been an engagement ring. It could have been just a symbolic ring of some sort. Unfortunately, the hand and the arm is too mangled to determine if this person was male or female. And you wouldn't be able to really identify the armband because it's just a, just a generic mm-hmm. leather armband. Any idea of the uh, race or heritage? It, it, does it seem like a medium creature or a small creature? It looks like a medium creature. Okay. Is it furry? Is it skinned? Skinned. Okay. Well, it has skin. It's not skin. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a horrible imagery. That's a bit grisly. Yeah, gross. I mean, talking about a severed arm. But. <laughs> but yeah, you recognize the pack symbol, the ring. You could probably sell it for something. Izzy might be able to praise it for you. But the leather bracelet, it, there's no way to tell who this belonged to. I'm going to go ahead and reclaim the ring and, and the uh, bracelet. So with the leather bracelet, you know that they... Cause just because it's one of those generic ones, if you want to resell it, it'll probably go for a gold or two. To be clear, I think that she intends on uh, finding its original uh, owner and such. Gotcha. I mean, like, I mean, yes. giving it to the family that it would belong to. Right, yeah. Because profits are good and great. And if she can't find who it belonged to, then she, yeah, of course. But, like, people around here she cares about. Yeah, so that's pretty much what Mickey, you find, and Gabriella that you identify what's going on here. And about 50 feet away is that... Very steep gradient that you'll have to go up mm-hmm. to. The get 92 to the degree cliff. The 92 degree <laughs> <laughs> cliff that and you can wa- just just walk up, apparently. And there are caves around here, too, you said. There are. There's big caves. There are small caves. You guys might be able to hide in one. There's a couple of them that look easy enough for all four of you to fit in. Most of them are just, like, partially collapsed or it's too small. But you do see a couple that you can hide in if you need to. Can we do some basic tracking to see if we can find the tracks of whoever, whatever, killed these creatures? Absolutely. Okay. Can I get someone's help who actually knows survival? <laughs> I can assist. Okay, good. Um, I have a total of fif- uh, 15. Let's take that roll. Okay. I like that roll better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> so with a 15, again, this area is super rocky. It did, however, rain mm-hmm. last night. No. So, no, it means that there might be 
prints. Yeah, that's true. This or they might have all washed away. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on how recent it was. Yeah. You do notice that it ended up getting muddy enough that you can see footprints in some of the areas of the mud that's a little bit clearer and less rocky. Mm. But it's very strange because you see a print that kind of looks like maybe a bear print, but right next to it, it looks kind of like a like more feline. And then behind that, a couple of feet, you see something that looks kind of aquatic, maybe? Like it's got webbed feet? So it looks like to me that we had a series of one-legged animals had a party through here and proceeded to hop along here. And maybe they had a fit of murderous rage and tore some people up? Or maybe there's a bear over there and a feline over there and a bear foot over there and... The one-legged procession was very, very popular about ten years ago, so... (laughs) Was that when the howling happened? (laughs) Oh, no. That's just a myth. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It keeps coming up. (laughs) Mickey suggested, oh, maybe that there were you know, random animal limbs, so I'm gonna look around for those, I think. I mean, that's true. We have points to the arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I and mean, the if bear. You, yeah. If you want to continue looking, you can find you can find bits and pieces of multiple animals. Hmm. You, f- you find another humanoid. This one is a gnome, but based on the size, doesn't have a head. And also on this one, you notice that you see around its torso lash marks. Like... Hmm. They got whipped or like... Like claws. Mm, More like a cat of nine tails. If you whipped it around somebody, it just kind of gotcha. Yeah. Like a tetherball pole. Yeah, with spikes on it. Okay. Yeah. So, Gabrielle is going to be relaying these things, but not necessarily like piecing them together for what it necessarily means. Just based on... Uh, I guess she's got reasonable intelligence. That's fair. Yeah, But, but... there's intelligence, but then you have to also... Some people have to like actually sit down and think things through. Mm-hmm. That's definitely how I am. I can sit and process or see all of the information, but until I sit down and actually like process it, I don't put it together. Well, the one-legged animal procession aside, <laughs> I think this is probably signs of our critter. It's interesting because we just had a fight the other day with a possibly experimented on creature... And you mean hand, the thing from last night? Yeah, that that thing. Whatever we decided to call it, Cotton Eye Joe. That's what some people did. <laughs> and so this seems like either just from all the reports, because all of the reports that we were hearing are an amalgamation of stuff. So it sounds like someone here is experimenting with something. What is the chances that... Is it Spira? Spira. Uh, Spira, Spira. yeah. What are the chances that Spira... Is experimenting on creatures because she's a artificer of sorts. Yeah, she's an artificer or tinkerer or something. So if she decided to go for animals, maybe I don't know. That seems a little out of her wheelhouse, but I don't know. I it, I honestly don't remember much about her. Remember the name and that she's over here. If I remember from what Daniel said, it, I I think she said something about it looking a little mutated or something from what people were saying. Yeah, like it had a squish face or didn't have a face at all. Mm-hmm. There was a report that she mentioned from Dragar, who n- n- don't trust him. Basically, yeah, he's can't trust he's, the, he's the town fibber, mentioning that it had like a really long tongue, possibly a spiked tongue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spiky tongue. 
bear or weasel-like, no face and big mouth. What I've got. Mm-hmm. So remind me again. Ahead of us is a almost incline, mm-hmm. like almost nine degree incline. Or yes. can we see the lake from here? The pond no. From so here? you're gonna have to go up this incline to get to the next level. Like there's a plateau, and then it continues. So down. is the pond on top of the plateau? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the pond doesn't drain normally, and there's no water that really comes into it. It just fills up with water randomly, and then it just disappears. It, okay. you know, it's a spring of sorts. Yeah, a poison spring. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the cliff itself is probably about 40 feet high, maybe. 35, 40 feet high. Okay. So you could definitely, like, climb it. It's going to be a little difficult, but if somebody gets up there with a rope or levitates, maybe... And just <laughs> who could uh-huh. that be? We do yeah. have options. I so. wonder. <laughs> yeah. So if you do it with a rope, there will not need to be a check. If you do it without the rope, there's going to be a, a check for it. It's a little bit more difficult than an average climb check, but I mean, you could do it. It's just going to take some time. So I can help us get up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, when we first met, you were levitating, I think. Oh, I mean, yeah, I could do that too, but also. <laughs> <laughs> I snap my fingers, Dora appears. And I mentally direct Dora to move up to the top of the cliff, and then I will switch places with her. What's the range on that? So she can technically move up to 60 feet, and then as long as I get within 30 feet of her again, then I... By the end of your turn, if she's within 30 feet, she stays. But if she's out of the 30 feet range, she disappears. So basically what would happen is I can summon her within 15 feet. Hello! And then... The next round, I can move her the 30 feet, use my bonus action to teleport using half my movement, and that would get me onto the top of the cliff, and then she would disappear because she's more than 30 feet away from me at the end okay. of my turn. Got it. Got it. Perfect. But that's okay. That's I wanted to get to the top so I can throw a rope down to you guys. That is a nifty trick. Perfect. When she switches places with um, Dora, I would like to poke Dora. Ow. Stop that. And then Dora disappears. <laughs> <laughs> Can I feel Dora? Mm, yes. A construct. She is a construct, but it's it's kind of like trying to pet a jellyfish. You poke Trans-dimensional her and then she construct? You yell up. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Here's the rope. <laughs> Neither do I. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Mm. There's nothing on the top of the plateau that I could also secure the rope to for like extra leverage, is there? Yeah, there's some trees near the edge. So the higher you're going up, the the thicker the trees get as well. So on this plateau, there's probably about, I think I said, 30, 40 feet of tree. So you can definitely tie it onto a tree. Okay. And these are alive, by the way. You're not near the pond yet. I was about to say the trees are like moving. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like Whomping Willow style. Hello. (laughs) We are the trees that protect the pond. How are you today, my friend? No, I no. thought I've seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am going to write that down for later. <laughs> yeah, so you can tie it up. Everybody gets up just fine. And Irithel will put away her pride since everyone else seems to be using the rope, but she'll, mm-hmm. she'll use the rope too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, not even a fully abled person could yeah. freehand this. We're not all Andre Gabriella. the Giant. <laughs> As we're going up the the slope and such, I am using my disguise self spell to make my face look like 
my thoughts of what the you know, faceless monster might look like. Okay. What does it look like? <laughs> so she just, she just comes up over the ridge and Izzy oh, sees no. her and it's just like this like smushed face with long spiky tongue. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Izzy lets go to the rope involuntarily. Good <laughs> oh, no. thing it's attached to the tree. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, if you didn't attach it to the tree, make a dex check. <laughs> Oh my gosh! How's that? What do you think? I, I think that uh, this is probably what it looks like. Mm, I sure hope it's um not worse than that. Yeah, I mean, maybe I should add some more like bare arms or something like that. Please don't. <laughs> okay, fine. I can just imagine I'm climbing up behind Gabriella, and all of a sudden a tail sprouts out. <laughs> Gabriella, move your furry butt. Why do you have a tail? <laughs> And it's hitting swish. me in the face. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's all illusionary. But it doesn't feel like anything because it's an illusion. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Before Mickey ascends, Mickey has a great sense of smell and is going to pick out the different smells that he smells and filter out the ones that he knows the smell of and catalog the ones he doesn't recognize the smell of so that if he smells it again, he'll be like, oh, I've never smelled that except for that one time. Hmm, how far can a person smell? Mickey's not a person. He's a furkin. Yeah. yeah. He's got animal smells. Yeah, it's literally one of his features. Yeah, let's see how far a dog. Up to 40 feet underground. That's Un- crazy. What? <laughs> Dogs underground? <laughs> Dogs can smell things up to 40 feet underground. Yeah, to know. <laughs> Why is oh. it underground? I think the thing is underground, not the dog. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes much more sense. I was like, why is the first thing a dog in a cave? <laughs> why oh. is that the first Google search? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> so if we're going based off dogs. Okay. As you're ascending, you smell something not quite right. It is a mix of feline, of ursin, a little bit aquatic, kind of hamstery, what? maybe weaselly, and can't really figure out that last one but it's like this weird conglomerate of smell doesn't belong to any of your companions and you know that it is much closer to the poison pond than where you guys are because dogs can smell very far away so up to 20 kilometers that is just beyond my comprehension honestly so yeah you're smelling this thing (laughs) Uh, when you were on the ground it was a little bit harder to smell because it was above and the wind was kind of messing with your sense of smell. But when you start getting closer and start cresting that cliff, yeah, you can definitely smell this thing. Okay. You also smell sick. Poison? You smell that too. But this is like when somebody's sick, you know, that acidic kind of smell that they have. Kind of barfy, yeah. Okay. I smell funny monster and barf. I mean, that sounds about right. Based on what we've heard. I think it's up here. Uh, that way. I just kind of gesture in the direction of the poison swamp. Well, we should definitely keep an eye out for things. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you're about 40 feet away from the clearing of the pond. And once you get to the pond, there is very little tree cover. Like, it's all dead. It's How all dead. bad is the smell right now? It smells acrid. Okay. Sulfury. When it starts to get real bad, it is going to be holding her breath. Yeah, it's it's like standing on top of a volcano, that sulfury smell. It's not overpowering, but there's definitely something amiss here. It's doable. Mm -hmm. Not terrible. It's not like you're going to throw up with it. Well, onwards and move along towards the shore of the pond. 
planning to probably stay within the tree line as much as we can. Do we need a marching order? We do need a marching order. Who is going first? I think that unless somebody is scouting ahead, Gabriella is assumed to be first because she is most familiar with the area. Okay. Who's next? Izzy will follow. Next? I'll go third. Unless Mickey wants to be sandwiched. Mickey seems the free-roaming type who is going to be technically in the rear, but that actually could mean anything. Sure. Mickey could be at the rear. Mickey could be 50 feet to the right. Mickey will be at the rear. Okay. Mickey is the caboose. And as you guys march towards the clearing. Carefully. Quietly. Okay. I will need stealth checks from everybody then. 19. 26. 21. 10. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, are we, is our party actually sneaky for once? <laughs> I rolled a five. Uh, that would do it. Yeah. I, I rolled high. I rolled. I rolled good. high. And yeah. it's a good thing you did, because this thing's passive perception was a 19. Oh, oh God. thank you all for covering my stealthiness, mm, yeah. or lack thereof right now. So as you guys reach the clearing in very stealthy mode, you see an open clearing with like pockets and like little rivets of water. So this thing has definitely drained. This thing is now at the lowest point. It looks like it's starting to fill back up, so these little rivets are starting to fill up with water, but... It's not at its full, not even close to its full capacity. And to the south, on the other side of one of these larger rivets in the middle of the pond where this water seems to be flowing up from, you see a giant monster, a grotesque conglomeration of a creature. And it looks like it is digging into a fallen tree and trying to dig inside either this tree or something below it. As you guys are watching it though, you notice that it perks up, looks around. No, 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 no. And then off to the south of it, you see a little poor sad little bunny rabbit who got a little too close and it immediately darts off to grab it, grabs the bunny rabbit and in one fail swoop just gobbles this thing up. And then it looks around again and then immediately charges back to where it was and it starts digging. How big is this roughly? Is this bigger than cow? Uh, our mortal enemy. Yes. Cow's <laughs> mortal enemies. Well, sorry. Maybe Izzy's mortal enemy. Like <laughs> Not this party's necessarily. I would have figured your mortal enemy would have been um, old, old lady. What's her name? <laughs> oh, definitely old ladies. Oh I would say there are two on that list. So it looks like it's around the size of a cow. Maybe okay. more like the size of a bull. Okay. A little bit larger. So not ginormous, but still big. Very large. If this thing comes charging at you, you're going to be in a real rough time. Okay. But not bison big. Maybe bison big? Thereabouts. I would say on the lower end of a bison. Okay. Okay. We're not talking Since we're talking big. Yellowstone. No, this is not, this is not <laughs> elephant big. Okay. I have Yellowstone yeah. on the brain since it keeps coming up, so. Yeah, that's fair. And it's starting to dig and dig and dig, and you can hear a, <laughs> from inside where it's digging. Something's in there. Someone is in there. Something? Someone? Was it a person? Spira? It sounded, Spira? yeah, it sounded like somebody was in trouble. Mm. Okay, guys. I'm going to signal basically to the party because I don't want to talk. Basically, like, attack? Well, <laughs> how Make far away? Are you? How far away are we? 
on the map itself, you guys are actually, if you're on that tree line, you're about 120 feet away. Mm-hmm. So Mickey would like more of a display of this thing and you know, his abilities. So he is going to reach into his pocket and in his pocket there is a bag. A gray bag of tricks, perhaps, one could say. It's a pink and gray bag. Mm-hmm. And he would like to pull out a fuzzy ball. Okay. And he pulls out his sling and he tests the aerodynamicness of the fuzzy ball first off. Okay. How far can your sling throw? What's the furthest distance? A sling can sling up to 120. Okay. So I will let you decide how close you want this thing to fall. So the the, the fuzzy ball is aerodynamic and can go 120 feet? Yeah. I'm going to bump it on the nose. Okay. (laughs) You bump it on the nose and poof, an animal pops out of this fuzzy ball. Please roll to see what animal pops out. Eight. What is that on the thing? A giant elk. Oh. Oh, oh. boy. Nice. I didn't know I had things that big in this bag. <laughs> I mean, the other end is weasel. <laughs> so. Well, we've seen it catch something very small. We'll see what it does with something very big. You mm-hmm. wanted to see the range Dismember of Dismember it into pieces, obviously. Probably. Okay, so what I'm going to have you do is you're going to play the giant elk. So go ahead and pull up those stats real quick. Meanwhile, Gabriella is going to pull out the eight beads of force and distribute them amongst <laughs> the other people. Okay. Okay, I have a giant elk. A majestic giant elk is rare to the point that its appearance is often taken as a foreshadowing of a great event. See, great event. Uh-huh. Uh, and how important. large is a giant elk? It's pff, huge size. What on earth? <laughs> <laughs> so this... Okay, so... Mickey is, like, looking at this like, what the heck? What so this is like... This is like a... Oh, man. This is like a spirit animal projection oh, size... God. Yeah, thing you have like literal elephant-sized yeah. elk. This is an elephant-sized elk that shows up as it poofs out. It kind of looks around, sees the thing in front of it, <laughs> and what is your dexterity as the elk? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, you get to go first. This thing is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it has an intelligence of seven, which is incredibly unstupid for an animal. Yes. It has a so, charisma of oops. ten. <laughs> Which means it's just as personable as the average human. <laughs> it's majestic. It is majestic. So Mickey, uh, I'm just going to use Santa's your. Sleigh. I'm going to use your. It um, understands languages. It's like a giant eagle. So I'm going to use your marker to be the giant elk. Okay. So yeah, so this giant elk shows up, just straddling this <laughs> fallen tree, just kind of wishes it. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, t- we won. Splat. Its tummy is like grazing the top of it. What does it do? You go first. Stomp it. Stomp it good. Well, I mean, how does it feel about this thing that it saw? You tell me. How does it feel? It showed up and there's this faceless, monstrous thing. Usually they foreshadow it. the birth of a king. Or like <laughs> legends tell of gods that take their form. Mm, doesn't tell me anything here about their... Uh, it's an elk, though. I think elks, elks stomp things. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think it's uh, startled, so it's going to stomp. Okay, go for it. Considering one of its actions is called hooves. Mm-hmm. If it had a nasty, bitey thing that was nearby that was threatening. Yeah. That smells wrong. 15. Nope. So it stomps oh. down right on top of this creature, and you kind of you hear this like hollow clang on top of it, almost as if it's like a insect shell maybe on top of it and insects don't clang they crunch so sorry they, sure. there's a there's a crunch 
but it doesn't go through. Has a tough carapace. Very Maybe tough carapace. Maybe scrape would be mm-hmm. a crunch or scrape would you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crunch, scrape, whatever you want it to be. That's what it does. Well, if you tell me it clangs, I'm gonna think that this is a construct. Oh no, it does not. It is not a construct. No. <laughs> Do you have another attack? No. Okay. So, would you like to move? Uh, no, because that'd provoke an AOP. Okay. Well, <laughs> it has a speed of sixty feet. Whew. What book is this in? <laughs> Probably Monster Manual, it's, I think. It says it's in the basic rules, yeah. page 132. It, it's a classic summon. Okay, so this thing lets out a... It's not really a roar. It's not really a growl. Some terrible unearthly noise. It's a terrible unearthly noise. And from you guys, where you guys can see, you can see that when its mouth opens, it's just this circular thing that leads to who knows where. It's real gross. Anyway, it's going to try and bite your giant elk. Mm-hmm. Does a 16 hit you? Yeah. You take 23 points of damage. Excellent. You've bloodied it. Perfect. It is also going to try and claw it. And that's probably not going to hit. That's a 10? Nope. Okay. It's a bonus action because it bit. It's going to do a dumb <laughs> because it's not that smart. And it is going to latch on harder and try to swallow the torso. <laughs> oh my. Mm, I mean, if it, it can it, try. So it's going to try and swallow a leg. I'll say that. Okay. The same I'm leg that it, bashed it. It's, an ele- it's like, I've got to swallow the elephant's torso. What? <laughs> Mouth okay. just keeps getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> got to unhinge my jaw, guys. Oh boy. It'll just be no face, right? So that's a uh, 26. To hit? Yeah. You hit. <laughs> you take 29 points of damage. It's dead. Okay. And as this happens, it rips off a part of the leg and then it poofs away. Looks around. It's a little confused for a moment. Does it poof? How do these things disappear? Uh-huh. GM says poof. Okay. Poof. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay. If it doesn't poof, then it rips off one of the legs it and vanishes. just starts going to town on it. It vanishes yeah. at the when it's reduced to zero. So yes. Oh, it does it? Okay. It poofs. It tries to go to town on this leg, but it poofs away. Mm. It looks around confused. Gabriella pokes Mickey. You should do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Mickey kind of gives you a look. I mean, like, we should move closer while it's... Busy. Busy. Why? Mm. Maybe we can drown it. Mm? Yeah. Maybe we can let it die of old age. I don't think that thing's dying of old age. I mean, we could, but I think that would probably be difficult to collect on our contract. Exactly. You see it suddenly run off to the side as if it noticed something. Didn't even look. And it ends up running after another rabbit. You see its tongue flick out just a little further than a tongue ever should. Grass onto this rabbit and it eats it. When you say Click a little... while it's eating, let's move a little bit. Up. When you say a little bit longer, is this like 10 feet or is this like 60 feet? Well, it only went out about 15 feet. Okay, so uh, far, farther away than You'd you know, just any, melee range. Yeah. Any tongue should. I Do like... you want to get swallowed? Slurped? No. Tre- trees sound great. I like trees. What trees? The trees we're hiding behind right now. I mean, we're on the edge of the forest, I guess. We could have Izzy shoot at it. I want to go up in a tree first. What do you guys think? I can I blast it from here. It's going to like two-shot us if it hits us. 
Or one-shot us, I guess, because that was all one attack. No, that was multiple attacks. Yeah. One action, though. And a bonus action. I have a ranged crossbow. I have my longbow and a crossbow. You see it as you guys are debating what to do. You see it start heading south, and you hear a squeal of what sounds like kind of maybe like a wild boar or something, and it goes to town on it as well. And it doesn't even look like it's looking at these things. It just knows it's there. Hey, I know. We can do nothing about it right now, and I'll go see what it was digging for. I mean, that, that's kind of what I was leaning at a little bit, was finding out what was under the trunk. Mm-hmm. The trunk. So Izzy and I will climb a tree and we'll cover you guys. And I can it, even use Dora as a distraction, have her 30 yeah. feet away it's from... It's a stupid animal, maybe. I'll bet Dora can fight it all day and it'll never learn. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you want to climb a tree with me? Sure. Okay. I use Dora to... <laughs> So you suck. If, if, <laughs> if it starts coming towards back towards the hole or toward, you know close to me, shoot it so that it you know doesn't find me. Izzy will help you climb up the tree. Okay. And Gabrielle, are you going with Mickey or? Um, I'm gonna stay in between. Just how sneaky are you? <laughs> Moderately plus three, but I don't. I'm not very tough. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. neither yeah, is Mickey. Compare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's tough here. Izzy is. Izzy is tough. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> you are okay. a fighter. I mean, Irithel's technically so is Irithel. But mm-hmm. Irithel is too. Yep. It's it. just funny that we're both Dexy fighters and not strength-based fighters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this creature is about 45, 50-ish feet away from where it was digging before. Okay. Mickey starts sneaking cautiously closer. Okay, I aim my light crossbow at it. So I'm going to summon Dora and have her be 30 feet away from us in another area of trees. And so any shots that I take will originate from Dora. So if this thing starts to go after where it thinks the arrows are coming from, it will go towards Dora and not to Irithel and I. Okay. And by extension, where Mickey and Gabriella would also be as much. If it's stupider than a giant elk, we can do this all day. So, Mickey, as you're going, there are little sections, like there's like maybe some rocks that you can hide behind. There's fallen like tree branches or tree trunks. That's what I meant to say. And as you're getting closer to the water, smells like it's starting to overpower your senses a little bit. It's it's uncomfortable. You're not going to suffer any penalties, but it's just oof. Mm-hmm. How far are you getting to going to where it was digging? Now, help me to understand the map here. Is that area water where the hole is, or is that area land? So that area is land. Okay, and all the green things are water? Yeah, so you're going to have, what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to cross a, about a 10-foot wide stream to get to this fallen tree trunk, and on the other side, so on the south side of this tree trunk, you're coming from the north. That's where it was digging. Okay. And this monstrosity is kind of roaming around. It's now 50-ish feet away from the hole. So Mickey sees an opportune tree stump, and he makes his way along the rotted, broken tree limbs and other dead things from when this place was greener and nicer, and hides behind this tree stump here. Okay, so that's the tree stump right next so to that stump right foot. next to that yeah this tree stump foot. is next to an especially shallow area of poison water mm-hmm. and from here he's you know carefully cautiously not taking things fast watching the monster watching the hole make a stealth check 
28. Oh, yeah. Nope. Doesn't notice you at all. Don't worry. I'm sure I'll roll a one next. It'll be great. <laughs> that would still be above average, wouldn't it? I, I mean... Total. Yes. It'd be an 11. <laughs> Again, it turns its head to the right. It's facing away from you. It starts darting to the right. Mm-hmm. And... It's now about 40 feet away, but it seems to have caught something. Its tongue flicks out again. It's a little chipmunk this time and just swells at one gulp. Excellent. While it's busy, I hop the stream. Okay. Are you able to do that without any rolls? What's your, uh, I have what's your lo- leap? I have not looked at the rules for jumping recently. Are you doing a running jump? Running would be less sneaky like. I think this is not a running jump. <laughs> so this would be a high jump. Uh, standing jump. Standing, jump, standing right? jump. When you make a standing long jump, you can leap only half the distance of your long jump, which is a number of feet up to your strength score. So you can only move half of that. So what's your strength score? My strength score is 13. So you can go six without doing a running jump. You'll have to do a running jump. 10 feet. It looks like it comes out to be about 10 feet. So Mickey sees that he'll need to do this. And is there any possibility of doing this stealthily or is this a stealthy impossibility? Mm, you could try to time it, but the longer you wait for this creature to move or do something like run where it, it's a little bit harder for it to hear you, it could turn around. Mm-hmm. So the longer you wait, the more dangerous it can get. Do you mm-hmm. want to signal to Izzy and Irithel? No, no, not yet. Mickey is going to you know, watch the thing for a bit. And it's how far away right now? It's about 40 feet. From the hole. From the hole. 80 feet from you. And now I'm going to roll to see what it does next. It slowly starts sauntering. It turns around, starts slauntering. (laughs) I mean, that's probably the operator word. Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening here. about to slaughter things. Yeah. It's also sloshing around. Starts going back to the hole like it's going to start digging again. And then it hears something again. And it moves... Into the water. Oh, I was wondering if it could do that. Directly into the water and starts running off to the side. Mickey sees this with a grin and sees it run over there and it's splashing in the water. Water makes a lot of noise. Mickey waits till he's pretty sure it's not looking in. Backs up and does his running jump. Okay, you can make it over, but you're going to need to make a stealth check. Do I have disadvantage on this? Or do I not have disadvantage because it's so far away and splashing in the water? I'm going to say it's going to be a normal roll because you waited for it to start splashing. That is a 18. 18. You make it over. Is it passively going to notice, though, is the question. It's a question of how far it is and whether the splashing reduces its passive ability to hear. So you wait for it and all of a sudden it starts swimming. You jump make it to the other side just fine and turn to look to see if it noticed you. It's on the bank of where it was swimming and all of a sudden its head turns right towards you. I would like to... Dora is going to shoot. Okay. <laughs> Let's roll for initiative. Are you shooting at it or are you shooting into the bush? I am going to be shooting at it from Dora's position because I was purposely moving Dora on either side of us depending on where the monster was moving towards to make it less likely to cross us on its way to Dora. Just for my curiosity of what it would have gotten for an active perception, it still would have seen you. Still would have heard you. Okay. Okay, initiative. Izzy. That is a 23. Okay. Irithel. 25. Mickey. That is a 9. Oh, no. Did you roll a 1? No. 2? 
Gabriela. Uh, 11. So, first up, because it doesn't know about you and Irithel, Izzy. It doesn't know about Izzy and Irithel. You guys can take your shot first. Irithel, what was your... 25, 25. but Izzy said that she... Izzy beat me when she said that she was going to shoot it, so... Okay, so Izzy, go ahead and shoot. Irithel, you're up on deck. Okay, so I am going to release an arrow from the longbow, but it's going to emanate from Dora's position. Okay, and I get two attacks with this. A 24 in the first attack. What's your range on your longbow before you take disadvantage? Before disadvantage is 150 feet. I think, is that, is that in barely range? within, I think it's barely in range. It probably is. Barely. I mean, if we were 120 feet initially. Yeah. And if it's only like 30 feet mm-hmm. horizontally from where it was originally when we were 120 feet from it, yeah. then yeah, 150 feet would still be within it. Because it, it's still a street shot from where Dora is. Perfect. Okay. What did you roll? Sorry. A 24 to hit. 24 hits. That's a pitiful one. Six points of piercing damage. Next. And then second attack. That's even higher. So 26 to hit. Okay, a little bit better. That's nine points of damage for that second attack. Okay. So tell me, how do these arrows strike? So... (laughs) (laughs) Describe what it looks like as you fire them, brother. So this thing, does it have a lot of limbs? It does have four limbs. From where you are, you can't really get a good look of the defining features, but it does have four limbs. So I'm assuming that it has its back towards us. No, it would have turned around. It's turned around. I'm going to say it's probably going to hit the broad side of it from this distance. So as these arrows hit, it's going to hit it in the fleshiest part of its stomach area. All right. You do hit up and the arrows go in. Doesn't even look phased. Yeah. So immune. Did you want to do anything else? Nah. Quiver in your boots. <laughs> I don't really have any other bonus actions I can do from this distance. Okay. Here's though. This is your turn. I would like to attack it with my crossbow. My light crossbow only has a range of 80. And then after that, it's 320 with disadvantage. So I will be shooting with disadvantage to hit it. So do a straight roll because it did not know you were there. So, so this is your surprise. Oh, wait. I should have had advantage? Yeah, go ahead and do your advantages really quick. Just Sorry. to see if I got a nat 20? Yeah. Nope. Nope. That would be a 19 to hit. 19 hits. I have advantage on this. Well, no. Wait. Mm. It cancels out your disadvantage. Right. So I don't get sneak attack. Do I? Because I have to have It doesn't know you're there, though. Right. I know. That's the thing. But the way the sneak attack is worded, if you have advantage, then you get sneak attack. But if your advantage is canceled out by disadvantage, does that still apply? Yeah. Once per turn, you can deal an extra D6 to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. So... so you also have disadvantage, then you no longer have advantage. Right. right. So, no, so your sneak attack would not work. Okay, cool. So I would like to use my distracting strike maneuver, mm. which is when you hit with a weapon attack, you can spend a superiority die, because I am a battle master, to add the total to the damage roll. And the next attack by someone other than me gets advantage. Okay. Does it have to do a save or anything? On the distracting strike? No. I have to be able, I have to hit it, though. <laughs> okay. You did. So explain to me how this crossbow bolt hits. We're going to go for the skull. Nice. I am going to aim for the skull and try to rattle it a little bit with my distracting strike, and hopefully it also doesn't quite realize where exactly it came from. 18 damage. 
So this arrow strikes into its skull. You're not entirely sure if it has eyes, but if there were eyes, it would have been there. Okay. Yeah. There's just a crossbow bolt hanging out of its head. Woohoo. And did that seem to... It didn't phase it, did it? Nope. Didn't phase it at all. I will now reload my crossbow bolt because I am not a crossbow master, so therefore I have to spend an entire turn reloading it. Okay. Or action. Whatever. So the creature... You should look that up because it's silly in 5th edition. Okay, I'll look it up. So... It is now the creature's turn. So, Mickey, as it turns around, you see a very, very horrific sight. Mm-hmm. This maw, very toothy maw, in fact, it's like circular with its teeth, mm-hmm. similar to a shark, but just totally circular, teeth going for miles. It opens up its mouth, and you can see it's super gross, it's slimy, it, it's definitely eaten some stuff, so its mouth is bloody. You also notice that its right paw is very similar to like a black bear. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's stitched onto the torso. There's a lion paw on its front left. You also see a like a crocodile or maybe an alligator back leg. And you have no idea what the, the fourth leg is. But the top of it looks like a giant beetle, maybe. And the tail... That's where you're getting that weasel scent, that kind of hamstery scent. It's just kind of flicking around a little bit. It's got a hamster butt. It's got a hamster butt. (laughs) (laughs) So this thing, does its roar growl weird his thing? I mean, it has to reach me, and you know it's going to be slowed down by water. Did you give it a swim speed? It has one crocodile leg. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean it gets like a quarter of its swim speed? (laughs) (laughs) So it swims across, taking up all of its movement. It looks furious that it can't get to you with its mouth. However, its mouth opens, and this barbed tongue comes shooting out at you. It has a 35-foot tongue. As it's coming at you, it looks like it might be able to go a little bit longer than 35 Ew. feet. Mm. It's a long tongue. Scary critter. Indeed. It is now going to, unfortunately, attack you, my dear sir. Oh, it might be in your favor. Twelve. That misses. Okay. It misses on Mickey its turn. Ducks. <laughs> okay. And its tongue just kind of flails around you like it's trying to smack you in the face, but it can't get to you because mm-hmm. you're moving too quickly. And next up, Gabriella. Well, seeing that Mickey might be in a spot of trouble momentarily, really want to try illusions and things that I could do, but it doesn't have any eyes. <laughs> So it's don't know not, that it doesn't have eyes. But you can't see. Can't see any eyes. But it does look like it knows where things are. Yeah. I am going to hop up onto... So I've been hiding behind a fallen trunk, and I'm going to go over the top of that just to get, you know, maybe like 10 feet closer. You're pretty close to the stump that Mickey just leapt off of. Yeah. By this point. Yeah, essentially you... I've gotten to the, about that point. Okay. And I want to... Pull out my flute, and I'm going to begin a dolorous song. This is the song, The Bane of Ulfgar. Okay. Um, and I'm casting Bane. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. So it has to make a charisma check of 15. Okay. Charisma saving throw? Yes, it charisma saving have throw. A very bad charisma. <laughs> all I'm saying, looking at that 20. picture. <laughs> it's actually not its worst stat. <laughs> That's really sad. That's probably end or something. What does it have to beat? 15. Okay, it is baned. Good. 
They got a 13. So as this haunting melody rolls across this stream, the poisonous pond there is that its head seems to grow fuzzy and distracting and it has kind of a... Uh, I think that maybe it's being circled by angry fireflies. Ooh, very angry fireflies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So because it's baned, target must roll a d4 and subtract the number from attack rolls or saving throws. Nice. Okay. So that will be a persistent thing as long as I'm concentrating. And bonus action. Mickey, I believe you're within 60 feet of me. At the end of my song that I perform, the Bane of Ulfgar, going to give a inspiring little tweet or tweet 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 for <laughs> bardic inspiration for you Ooh. which gives you a 1d6 1d6 at this level mm-hmm. excellent sweet so i am baned and you are inspired mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. perfect anything else gabriella that will suffice next up mickey all right mickey would like to rush he sees that there is a large fallen tree in front of him closer to the monster and to the hole mm-hmm. he runs to it Mickey's quite short though so rapidly disappears behind it mm-hmm. being lost entirely from sight at this point Mickey would like to deception that he is running and jumping in the hole Okay. however instead he's running and jumping in the log and he's had to deal with some tremor sense creatures before which are frequently blind And, you know, having met some of these creatures, he knows that they tend to be functioning off of the vibrations of the ground. This is a log, though. This is not the ground. And so he is going to be, take a hide check, scramble to the side, unseen, and not touching the ground. Okay. Interesting. Are you throwing a rock towards the hole or something to try to deception it? It looked like he jumped into the hole is his objective. You know, like he takes a jump, but, you know, winds up behind the log and, you know, what with the ground and everything else, it's probably hard to tell exactly what went on. That's his hope. Either way, he moved after he hid and on the log so that Tremor Sense will be confused if it has Tremor Sense. Go ahead and do a deception check. Mickey versus Monster, take two. Deception gives me a 16. Okay, and go ahead and do your hide check as well and hide gives me a 22. Okay. You think you're hidden. Interesting. Interesting turn of events. Okay, next up, Irthel. It is your turn. I'd like to shoot it again. Go for it. Now that I have my crossbow reloaded, and I think we'll probably just do similar. You would have disadvantage this turn. Hang on. In that case. Okay. That's actually a good argument that this thing does not have tremor sense. If she's far enough away that she's outside of the tremor sense in all likelihood, but has disadvantage because it can see her. If it couldn't see her, she would have advantage, and that would cancel out. AKA, it's I not I think blind. this has a very high AC. I'm not sure if this roll is going to make it, so I'm going to use a superiority die from my battle master, and I would like to use precision attack, which means that I can expend a superiority die to add it to the roll. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's much better. 25. Yeah, that hits. Okay. That is 12 damage. How do you do that? We're still going to go for precision. I'm going to try to aim at, you know, impossible strikes and all that for the exact same spot I hit last time. You're going to split your previous crossbow? Trying to split my previous crossbow, trying to make the hole bigger. Okay. It strikes true, and your crossbow bolt splits in half, like in Robin Hood. 
and there's a little bit deeper hole there. Okay, then. Still doesn't look phased, unfortunately. Uh, it's very determined on whatever, whoever Mickey is at the moment, it seems. Mickey is a furkin. Yeah, it it may not know that. that. It doesn't know what you are. It just knows it wants to eat you. Izzy, it's your turn. Okay. Unless you want to do anything else. I don't want to get close to this thing. Okay. This thing scares me. Izzy, it is your turn. So since it didn't seem to go after Dora when Dora shot at it, it's going to be easier if I try and shoot at it from my position because that's 150 feet. Mm-hmm. So twang, twang. Okay. Twang, 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 twang. Ugh. 10. Okay. Second attack hits with a 23. That hits. So describe your failure and your success. So a little discombobulated by whatever the heck this creature is, Izzy momentarily gets distracted with the fear that we may not be able to take this thing out. And so she actually miscounts the wind as she releases the arrow. And so it misses the monster by like... 20 feet. Oh. Very, very bad shot. You hear in your ear as the wind says, Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Pulling her head back in the game, she knocks another arrow and releases the string, and this one aims for its alligator leg. Okay. It strikes true. 10 points of damage. You guys are chipping away, slowly but surely. Y- yeah. So it looks like it is doing damage, but it's just not responding to it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. It, it's you're like there's definitely holes and blood and stuff, but it's just very determined on Mickey. For the rest of my turn, I'm gonna go ahead and direct Dora and myself to move thirty feet up so that we're closer. I'm abandoning secrecy. Daring today, aren't we? And that ends my turn. Cool. Next up is the monster. The monster, thinking that you were in the hole, is going to run up to it and... By the way, your deception worked. (laughs) I'm going to be very sad if it's Spira in the hole and you've just now caused her to die. Hey, if she was going to die now, then you know she was going to die. She's been in this hole for how long? We don't know. I hope she didn't take this time to poke her head out. (laughs) Okay, so... Hmm. I'm going to have to roll something to see what it does. Because it looks in the hole, it doesn't see anything, and it gets a little confused. So what it's going to do, because it doesn't see you there, and it doesn't feel you anywhere, but it knows you went in that direction somewhere. Which means it can see and can feel. It is going to... Didn't hear splashing. How intelligent are you? Oh, boy. I mean, there's musical things happening, too. There are musical things happening, and Izzy's not hiding. We do know it has a wonderful sense of hearing, so mm-hmm. it may not be too discombobulated by the music. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little, it's confused. It doesn't know what you what you are or where you went. Mm-hmm. Mickey has that effect on things. It's true. <laughs> so it is going to jump over the hole onto the <laughs> rotted tree, and then it's going to start going towards Gabriella. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, Mickey is there. He's hiding. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Crunch. Yeah. And he's like, uh-huh. I was, trying, I was trying to think, like, would it know that you went inside? No, it wouldn't because it's too dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> it rolled okay, but it's just dumb. And then it's going to leap over where Mickey jumped over. So that's extra seven feet. What's its strength? 
Oh yeah, it makes it perfectly. And gets right up against Gabriella. Oh, oh no! Does, does this thing have the jumping prowess of you know the great American bison? Mm. It can jump like what was it, six or seven or something feet straight, mm. like a standing, <laughs> a, sta- a standing high jump of a like standing <laughs> high jump of like six to ten feet. It was terrifying it, it, it finding was that insane, out. Whatever it was, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sure. It does. It does an extra. It does a high jump because it doesn't know what to do. Then jumps over the <laughs> hole, stepping on Mickey's log. Thankfully, not breaking it, and then going towards Gabriella. Does a long jump over. And somehow it still makes it to Gabriella. I just checked all that movement. Boy, it can move fast. Evers. Whoo, boy. So Gabriella, it's actually going to go right kitty corner to you. Is it within melee with me? It is in within melee with you. Brother. Okay, first up, because... I'm right behind you. You know, I'm thinking it didn't need to. It could have just gone and tongued you and then meleeed you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, again, I made a it's target a of myself. <laughs> so it's going to bite you. I mean, technically it landed on the edge of the pond Roll a D4. water. It's baned. Oh, it is baned. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. I will be on that. <laughs> yeah. So that is a, oh, that's a 22. Oh, that's a hit. Okay, okay. So okay. let's let's see if my character survives this. We, because... were joking, we were joking today that we're on episode, what, seven? Seven. And we're right around the time that Kurt died last season. Yep. And Wesley. Uh, Wesley was... 10 more episodes. He made, he, uh, was it 10? Yeah, he made yeah. 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Your chair is cursed, I swear. Okay. That's yeah, okay. okay. I'll come up with more characters. Bite damage. Let's see what happens. You take 26 points of bite damage. Holy cow, that's enough to bloody me. I got 45 to start with. Okay. <sighs> Next attack. Oh, right. Oh, it's the same It's the same thing. Oh. D4. Yep. Oh, it's D4. Oh, it's even higher. It's 23. I'm sorry. I rolled a three on the first one for Bane and two on the second one. It's going to claw you, so it takes a big chomp out of your side. Ugh. And then its claw comes around you and grabs the side Ow. of you, as and it hooks into your back. And you take... Come on, Rolo. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. 11 points of damage. I'm still up. I'm okay. still up. <laughs> then... Last attack. The tongue. I've got eight. You get slurped right into the mouth. Okay, 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 okay. Because you got bit. Oh, that's right. It has the ice swallow oh, you. Gosh. Oh, no. Okay. Go so for it. Go you... for the kill. I'm going for the kill. I'm <laughs> no. so sorry. No, that makes sense. We're never making it back to the, to the <laughs> city with on the boat. It won't hit us. We're sorry, Grandma. We can't figure out how to turn this thing on. <laughs> We're sorry, Grandma. You sent your child out to die. Are you kidding? The boat's going to find out that we let him die, and then oh, we're going to okay, drown. Okay, okay, okay. Let her on. die. Sorry. Yes. I rolled a four, I rolled a four in Bane. So My that ACs. is a 12. Ha! AC is 14. Okay. You were very lucky because it was going to try to swallow you. Yeah. And then you would have had a firsthand experience and tell us what's in the stomach. Yep. Uh, Just how far down do the teeth go? Uh, All the way. Well, based on his damage, definitely all the way. It does not have you grappled, but you're right up against its teeth. It's snarling in your face. And you do see that it has two little teeny tiny eyes, like little little snail eyes. (laughs) Ah. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. I bet its breath is awful. Oh, it's it's rank. <laughs> Izzy can't smell it. Gabriella, it is your turn. Disengage. Disengage. Um, or take presence. Teleportation field activate. I don't have that. <laughs> Pay presence to shock and awe? 
Not gonna lie, when I made this, I was like, Gabriella better not get up in melee. This is gonna be rough for her. Oh, this, we know that that's exactly what happens. Anytime we've done a, a playtest <laughs> thing, I've been the target and have been attacked and grappled and swallowed. <laughs> except, <laughs> except, you know? except last encounter. Last encounter was Irithel. Yeah, but and you're special. True. Yes, I was. It was I mean, special. it was aiming for Earth. <laughs> it was special. It's true. I have to admit, that's why I bet on Tremor Sense and did what I did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and I made noise. <laughs> you did. That's what I do. I'm a distraction. Okay. Gabriella is going to look at it in its beady little eyes. <sighs> and her eyes will then grow dark and deep and purple and green. And she is activating her fae presence. Ooh. And so it needs to make a wisdom saving throw of 15. Is this a magical effect? Uh, probably. <laughs> is it, uh, magic resistant? <laughs> it seems appropriate at this point. Mm-hmm. And what does it have to beat? Sorry, 15. Uh, yeah. What type of roll? Wisdom. Wisdom. It is penalized, though. Yes! As Bane. Bane! That might save you. 14. Bane Six coming in clutch. Oh, no, hold on. I gotta make uh, concentration checks. <gasps> oh, Ooh. do that. Fifteen. That one passes. Uh, and this is plus my uh, con? Con, con. Yeah. I gotta pass what? Half the damage 10? or ten, whichever is higher. So what did you get for your first one? Fifteen. Fifteen. One. Pa- Fifteen passed it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I the other one. You have to beat a ten for the other one because you got eleven damage for the second. Okay, then I'm good. Just barely. I have eleven. Oh, oh boy. Okay. okay. So. Bane may have just saved your life, my friend. Again. Mm-hmm. Again. Mm-hmm. So 10, it got a 13. Ha. Fails. Ha 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 ha. Mm-hmm. It is now frightened. It got a minus four on its Bane. It saved your life. Good deal. Oh. Good deal. Yeah. Work, work those debuffs. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> okay. Uh, what happens? So it becomes frightened. The angry fireflies now become... We're going to say murderous crows with spiky bits. Terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Like in their mouths or? Yes. Like they're carrying nails and stuff? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Checking. (laughs) Carrying. It it does it. (laughs) With carrying daggers in their claws. (laughs) (laughs) And each feather tipped with a dagger edge. And on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. I would be terrified of that as well. Nightmares. (laughs) Nevermore. As it is frightened, it will have disadvantage on ability checks and attack rolls while the source of fear is within line of sight, me, and the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Oh, thank heavens. And this lasts until the end of my next turn. Okay. You should run. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do so. Okay, so can it not take an opportunity attack if you um, run? It will have disadvantage on it. So are you going to run? Yes, I'm going to make my 35 feet Leave him down. run. We know it can do 20 damage, easy. Yeah, so if it if it hits me, I'm going down. And it's Bane. Where'd my D4 go? <laughs> okay, so that's a... With a disadvantage, it rolled a two. Ah. With two Bane, so a zero plus seven. I'm good, seven. I'm good. You're good. My AC is low, but I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's, it's low, but not that low. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you make it away. And Whew. I run through <laughs> the in-between the fallen log that I was hiding behind and a, a boulder that was there run past Izzy who was hiding behind such and say it's all yours <laughs> <laughs> run towards Irithel 
and it won't be able to move. Oh wait, no, I'm out of line of sight. Yeah, uh, that's too it can bad. Still see it's you. big. It's big. It can see. Yeah, it's, it's a large creature. Well, as long as it can see me, it can't move any closer. Okay, perfect. Anything else on your turn? That that's was a it. great uh, turn. Oh boy. I've got a bonus action. I'm going to say, you got this. And like, <laughs> Pat, Izzy, it's all yours. You know what? I'm going to give you a power token for that Bane and for that Fae presence. Because that, like, yeah, that, was that double whammy was amazing. That was a, that was a good double whammy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you power get a power token. <laughs> I assume that everyone is. agrees on that one. <laughs> okay, Mickey, it is your turn. Hmm. Expose myself. Be where this creature with the 40 plus foot long tongue can easily yeah. hit me. Hmm. You should go see. Or crawl what's around to the other side and see what's in the hole. <laughs> you should throw another giant elk at it. Maybe it will be a very I don't have helpful. giant elk. I'm on an eight, it's a giant elk. That's one in eight. Yeah, just roll another eight. It's a giant. The rest of the time, it's a weasel. Easy. Or. Can you use bardic uh, inspiration? There's on a that? lot of stuff on that table. Well, eight things. You can use for the time being. I'm going to take my move action to stealthily climb from one side of the log to the other. Can I see what's in the hole? Yeah, there's nothing in the hole. It looks like it was digging towards something, but you can't see what it is. The monster's occupied. I shout, "Hey, you in the hole? What are ye? Who's there? Who's there? Watch out! There's there's a giant thing up there." You don't say. I just did. <laughs> Mickey's going to change his position now and stop talking because this monster has pretty good hearing. He yes, doesn't it does. want coming back. <laughs> and it's not heading north because that's where it, its oh. fear is. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's, that's fine. Would you like me to roll stealth? Yes, please. Well, your stealth isn't going to matter because you just shouted down the hole. And then I stealthed. Oh, that's true. Go ahead, do that. I got a 27. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Whatever. And I moved after, after shouting. Okay, and where'd you go? The other side of the log. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm on the other side of the log at this point, so it still can't visibly see me. Mm-hmm. And I'm still hanging on to it to avoid the tremor sense trap. It's a pretty good sized log. It's like 30 feet. It's a big mm-hmm. tree. It's a big tree. It's a big tree. Yeah, Trees maybe you can hide are. behind it very easily. Okay, anything else? I will... Do we think that a magical weapon would be more effective against this thing? We haven't tried yet. Mm. I may have to try next turn. This turn... At the request of one of my allies, I will palm a fuzzy thing and grenade lob it across. It <laughs> might hit the poison. It might not. I'm not going to try and hit the poison, but at least there will be a random animal there. <laughs> okay. Distraction. Seven. What's seven? A dire wolf. Hmm. There's some big animals in here. There are. I'll look up dire wolf. That's the end of my turn. Is that number seven on your gray? Oh, nice. That's what you got said. Sorry, that's what Kayla said. That is what Kayla said. I'm just going to give you a nice little picture of strawberry jellyfish. <laughs> 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 dire wolf. Is a dire wolf large? Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, cool. So where did you lob it? I don't know. Where did you lob it? Sounds like Mickey he doesn't know. That's he just, oh, he just he didn't lobbed look. it. <laughs> he that looks like lobbed it. That looks okay. like a good spot. Roll a, uh, a d4. Yeah, Mickey is not sticking his head up right now. That's a one. Okay, you lob it and you hear a poof right next to the, <laughs> right next to the log. It didn't get very far. Fair enough. And you hear a low growl. All right. So as Gabriella is hurting at eight hit points, this creature cannot move closer to her. Mickey is hiding in a log. Irithel and Izzy are desperately trying to cause distractions and damage. We're gonna end our session there. Uh-huh. However, Mid-combat. David. Please take a power token for that distraction. 
Which one? The the deception <laughs> oh. that she did. That was really good too. Yeah. That was very creative. Mm-hmm. So yay. Huzzah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, We're I get dead yet. Yeah, our, our, our illustrious DM has been playing with tremor sense a lot recently, and you know, after you get you know swallowed in a test encounter once, and you're like, oh, that sucked. My character's based around stealth, and this seem- th- thing is negating it. You start to think up counter t- tremor sense mm-hmm. tactics. It's true, That's and that fair. was a very good one. I blame Mickey for the fact that all of our monsters now have tremor sense. <laughs> I only have a plus 10 and I'm invisible in the dark. Yeah, only. Yeah, only. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> till next time. Bye. 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 Power Word Crit is directed by Corin Sparks and edited by Ashlyn McGregor. If you enjoyed our episode, tell your favorite kobold about us. Follow us on Facebook. Tweet us at Power Word Crit. Send us an email at powerwordcrit at gmail.com. And check out our website, powerwordcrit.com, for character art and bios.